This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Welcome to another episode of the Gripper 60 Podcast. Well, that was easy edition. There you go. Uh, as of this recording, uh, the Jets have won the last two games by a combined score of 8-1. to one. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, uh, we're recording this before the Kings game, so if I just jinx that game, I apologize. But we are here to talk about their games with the Sharks and the Ducks. And then to preview the stars, because we get them twice next week. Which, uh, I, I have I have to uh, go on my tiny little rant, because this is, uh, the NHL schedule doesn't make any sense, part 362. Oh, it makes zero sense for anybody. Yeah. But continue. Yeah. Um, how, of all teams to have a home-and-home, home, Winnipeg and Dallas makes zero sense. Right, like, you said that they do it with Detroit soon, right? Yeah, the, the week after. I could see that. I could see them doing it with Minnesota, or Edmonton, or Calgary. But, like, has anyone actually tried going from Texas to Winnipeg in two days? <laughs> like, th- no, that shouldn't happen. Well, okay, but at least they get a day in there. Whereas most of the home-and-homes that you see are, like, either between uh, Tampa and Florida, or... Um, any one of the Metropolitan teams, and those will be back-to-back. They at least get a day in between for yeah. this longer home-and-home. Home. Yeah, but if you're like a West Coast team that's on the road and you play the Rangers and the Devils back-to-back, it's like you just take the train. That's not what I'm, Well, yes. But you don't even have to be a West Coast team to do that. You could just know. you could just be the Rangers playing a home-and-home home with the Devils and do that. Right. Just... No, that just annoys me. That shouldn't happen. <laughs> um, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, so, I, I, I mean, between these two games, I honestly don't have a lot to talk about between them. Because it's like, okay, with San Jose, we took advantage of the fact that they have no goaltending, and the Ducks just aren't very good. Yeah, that, That's, that sums up. I mean, I don't know if we can like say we've actually learned anything about this Jets team. Uh, other than they're still in a playoff spot, I'm assuming, because they were in a playoff spot the last time I looked, and they won two games out of a possible two games. Uh, they're not in a playoff, or the Ducks are not. Did I say the Ducks? I meant the Jets. Uh, I don't know what you said. I kind of tuned out. The Jets are second in the Central okay, yeah. Division, so they moved up. They passed the Avalanche, who I thought were going to be the best team in the league. Well, they've been they've been super hurt. Oh, that's right. It's just, kind of, it's just yeah. been kind of... Uh, Nathan McKinnon and the AHL team at this point for them. Uh, but, yeah, the Jets somehow 
despite all odds and despite the Jets' best efforts, <laughs> Connor Hellebuck has them in second place. Connor Hellebuck has the Jets in second place. Um, am, I, am I wrong in saying that, though? I mean, no. He is their best player. Although I would argue that uh, Nikolai Ehlers has a, a an argument for being the best player. I think if you want to argue between Nikolai Ehlers, uh, Kyle Connor, and Connor Hellebuck, you got a good chance. And I'm not just saying that because my name is Connor and two of those players have Connor in their name somewhere. Um, I think those are legitimately the three best players for the Jets this season. I mean, yeah, but I think you also just, just have to throw uh, Mark Shifley in there. Just, you know. Just because he's Mark Shifley? That, and, I mean, he's a good player. You know, you can't just be like, oh, hey, one of your team's leading scorers is not one of the best teams, one of the best players on the team, I don't think. So, Mr. Sharks fan. Oh, boy. Did anything stick out to you in that game uh, against the Jets? So, Jets won, beat the Sharks 5-1. to one. Um, What stood out most to you? Um, a few things. Uh, first of all, they faced a decent Sharks power play, uh, or at least it was decent before the last couple of weeks, and completely neutralized them. Like, as much as I criticize the penalty kill, like, the first few power plays the Sharks had, they might have had the puck in the offensive zone for, like, all of about, com like, a combined 20 seconds. Yeah, so, um, I just wanted to ask, do we know how many penalties the Jets took over the last two games? Because that was a point that we brought up before, was that they're not very good at killing penalties, um, but they don't take very many of them. Yeah, uh, the Ducks only had two power play opportunities okay. in this one, and the Sharks had six. <laughs> oh. And they went 0 for 6. <laughs> they went 0 for 6. So here we go. Once again, I know I got very... Uh, I, you mean you and I both did, but I think I in particular got kind of mad at the uh, penalty kill, and here they are going... Uh, six for six against the Sharks. So once again, the Jets taking my criticism seriously. Yeah, I mean, proving me wrong. Anytime that you hold a power play with Eric Carlson and Brent Burns and Logan Couturant to zero power play goals on six opportunities, I consider that a good night. Despite the fact that the Sharks power play really isn't that good, but we're gonna we're just gonna keep rolling with this. Again, are we gonna is it are we gonna is it get mad at Pete DeBoer hour? Or Steve Spot, or both. Yeah. I mean, it's always, for me, it's always getting mad at Pete DeBoer Hour. Because one of the things to me that I thought that the Jets did really well, and this was noted on the Sharks broadcast too, was that the Jets, mind you, the Jets who have like no puck moving defense on this team, except for maybe like Neil Pionk and Neil Pionk, Josh yeah. Morsey on a good day. Yeah. Just like picture part or of Or if they had kept him, Hanala can move the puck. Continue. Um, they just picked apart the Sharks in the neutral zone. It'd just be one pass, and the next thing you know, it's like a four-on-two or like a three-on-one or a two-on-one. It was just like, where's the blue line defense? Like, I mean, it's the Sharks. More than yeah, more than two-thirds of the time, you're going to get either Brent Burns or Eric Carlson on the ice. Yeah, I'm just saying that was one of the things so I thought they were. So you're probably only having one defenseman back anyway. I was just saying that it's one of the uh, good things that they I thought they did really well the other night. Oh. And they were doing it to, like, you know, it wasn't even, like, Carlson or Burns some of the time. Like, sometimes it was Rodney Shimek. Sometimes it was Brendan Dillon out there or Mario Ferraro. 
or Mark Edward Vlasic, and I realized that I've just named all of the Sharks defensemen. All the Sharks defensemen. Um, I mean, there's only six of them. Well, actually, they played uh, seven of them. Seven? Uh, yeah. How does that go on? Seven defensemen. Um, not great, because it just means that uh, DeVore has another excuse to just play Timo Meyer and Evander Kane, like, the entire game. Mm. I know a lot of fa- hockey fans don't like the seven defensemen thing, but I honestly don't really notice that big of a difference. Um, I don't mind it, really. But... I don't think it's the worst idea. It's just... I think it's situationally... The Sharks just used their extra four... Or their 11th forward just so, so much. Like, Evander Kane played 24 minutes in this game. (laughs) Granted, Uh, seven and a half of them were on the power play, but that's still 24 minutes of ice time. And given the Sharks' uh, power play that night, there wasn't a whole lot of offense going on. Yep. You know, Timo Meyer hit the 20-minute mark. Logan Couture almost hit the 20-minute mark. But anyway, this isn't this isn't a Jets or this isn't a Sharks podcast. It's a Jets podcast. But you know, once again, Connor Hellbuck. Connor Hellbuck, first star of the game. Connor Hellbuck, uh, very good. 32 saves. That's good. Sharks did did have more shots uh, on goal. 33 to 26. Connor Hellbuck came up with 32 of them. Uh, Shifley and Connor were the other stars of the game. Uh, once again, Kyle O'Connor coming up big when you need him to. Mark Shifley continuing to produce. I like where this Jets team is going. If they could just get some defense against teams that are not named the Sharks or the Ducks, maybe we've got something. Yeah, I just wanted to point out that against the Sharks uh, in the two games that they've played each other, the Jets have given up, I think, if I'm doing the math in my head right, 59 shots at 5-on-5. Five five. <laughs> not shot attempts, shots on goal at 5-on-5 five five between the two games. And have allowed a grand total of one. Connor Hellebuck, man. That is... that. I mean, I had a friend tell me that he wasn't completely sold that Connor Hellebuck is good again. And I, what I should have told him was that he should have watched the Jets and Sharks play and tell me what the difference between these two teams are. And goaltending, for sure, was the difference in this game. Because um, like we said, the Sharks had 33 shots to 26, but the Jets won... Jets won 5-1. Well, part of that is just because the Sharks had six power play opportunities. You're going yeah. to have more shots when you have more yeah. power play opportunities. What do the 5-on-5 five five shot numbers look like? Um, so, the Sharks outshot the Jets by 2 and uh, out-attempted them by 14. Oof. The Sharks had the edge at 5-on-5 uh, five five by expected goals. They gave up, or The Sharks had 1.94. The Jets had 1.22. Again, the Jets had 1.22, and they score three. <laughs> they only score three on five. On f- oh, was, oh, there's yeah. an empty netter in there. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, and it, you know, honestly, I don't see too many individual efforts that I want to shout out. I did already shout out Kyle Connor, Mark, Shife, Mark Shifley. Um. Patrick Laine scored a goal. Blake Wheeler got an assist on that goal. Patrick Laine had a really nice one-timer. Yeah. It's a surprising turn of events. Patrick Laine can still shoot the puck. I know. As if anybody was actually worried about that. David Gustafson got his first NHL goal. hey Kudos. Was that the one... That, that, was, that, that was the he, one that yeah. um, Aaron Dell just whiffed on? Yeah. Yeah. Not... But no. hey... Listen, there are no there are no style points in hockey. I want to know would it, things would 
Um, Would things be different if the Sharks had average goaltending? Yes. Oh. <laughs> anyway, you were saying? I can't remember his name. Martin Jones. Would Martin Jones have made that save? Yeah, I mean... I would like to say yes. <laughs> I, I would. I would say that's a save that any NHL goaltender would have, but the Sharks don't have any NHL goaltenders, so I. I it could be, it could be a, a light pass from from center ice, and would you be like, well, Brendan, would Martin Jones have had that? And I still would be like, I don't know. It's a 50-50. <laughs> Um I don't ask that question to make any particular point. I just wanted to see your reaction. I just wanted it's, to know it's, what you uh, it's, it's really painful to watch sometimes. But also, uh, Mark Shifley snaps a goalless streak. It was his first Hey-o. goal since November 14th. Okay. So, there's another good thing for you. Positives. Yeah. But, um, yeah, a lot to like from this game. Well, um, when you win 5-1, yeah. Yeah, obviously. Now, I thought kind of the... Uh, moment that sort of swayed the game the Jets' favor was on the... The goal uh, that... Uh, the Roslovic goal. Oh. I think it was Roslovic, or it was set up by Roslovic. Well, by that point, that makes it 4-1. I would assume that sways the game into the Jets' favor. Right. But, I mean, that only happens because I forget which shark is tripped up against the boards. But he gets stripped, no call, and then the Jets go the other way, and then five seconds later, the Jets score. I'm not saying... Listen, I... I'm not a guy that blames the officiating. However, it does need to be worth noted that that was a trip and it wasn't called and the Jets scored five seconds later. That's literally all I'm saying. I recognize your grievance. It's not even a grievance. It's just an observation. It it did end 5-1, though. Yes. I'm not I'm not saying that the Jets don't win the game if they don't get that goal. <laughs> I'm not saying that's that the refs won the game. sounds like. That's why I keep throwing out these disclaimers that I don't think that the Jets lose the game without it, but it has to be mentioned that at that point, because that happened, it's a 4-1 game in the second period, and it's like, alright, well, that's that's game. Yeah. Alright. Uh, anything else for this game? Uh, I mean, I thought this was a game that just were extremely opportunistic in. Yeah. Power play goals? Patrick Lyon from uh, Blake Wheeler and Neil Pionk. They did a, a good job of forcing the Sharks into a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. And they did a very good job of capitalizing on them. Yeah. As seen by the three goals on, like, 1.3 expected goals. Yep. Is that going to happen every night? No, but I thought nope. would say that all season. Because but Connor yeah. Hellbuck is good. You know what? Stat people don't like it when I say this. But this team finds ways to win games. They find ways to earn points. And they're currently second in the division. Now, we can have a conversation about how sustainable that is, but right now, I'm celebrating the fact that they have beaten two West Coast two West Coast teams. Yeah, and they have a chance to be perfect on the California perfect. trip. Hey-o. With, uh, well, by the time this comes out, this game will have already happened, but you know, with the Kings yeah. game. Who uh, lost today to the Sharks because Jonathan Quick is not good. <laughs> and so, unfortunately, that probably means that we're not going to see Jonathan Quick tomorrow. Correct. Who's their back? Probably the. Who was that? Back? It might be Jack Campbell. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that should be fun tomorrow. 
um, you know, if the Sharks are lighting up your your goaltender like that. Um, Again, I want, I want to see Patrick Line clap one through Jack Campbell, not not past him, through him into the back of the net. Hmm. All right, but that moves us into the Ducks game. The Ducks. A big, another big win for the Jets. You know, before we get analytical with this game. Oh boy. Okay. I have to say, while watching this game, I kept getting confused because I thought the Jets were playing the Flames. In my mind, I kept thinking, that's the, the, the Flames. The Ducks are orange, though. Yeah, but it's like a reddish orange. It's and not, it has the black in there. Yeah, but it's not... Look. It's not the same. It didn't look good. Uh, I mean, It yes, was not a smart choice. Those Ducks jerseys are hideous. They, exactly. They're basically like orange traffic cones that you just slap the beloved Mighty Ducks logo on and you called it a day. Look, I didn't want to stare too close to it because it reminded me of Bill Peters, but... Um... Oh, oh. Because... Trash. We, we don't want it. <laughs> well, because they remind me of the Flames. Oh, okay. But... And I didn't want to be reminded of Bill Peters. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Also hideous. Yes. They cannot be understated how hideous uh, the that Ducks jersey is, and it cannot be understated how much the Ducks have completely wasted their color scheme. Yeah. By that, I mean they need to go back to the old one. Fair. I mean, they even screwed up their heritage jerseys last year. Yeah. Like, how do you do that? And we're going to get a lot of flack for that because people love those jerseys. I mean, sort of, but they still were like, this isn't quite the heritage jersey that no. we wanted. No. There's black here instead of my eggplant. Right. <laughs> right. And it has then... to be eggplant and jade or else don't even bother. Don't even bother. But commentary on the Ducks jerseys aside... Connor Hellebuck gets another shot up. Good for him. His second of the season. Uh, I guess that means we're seeing Brassois tonight, or tomorrow night. Or last night when this Whenever this comes, comes out. Yeah. Same deal. Timelines are weird, man. Um, Time is a flat circle. I'm going to talk about hockey. Uh, or at least try to, because, I mean... The Jets won 3 nothing. That's really all you need to know about this game. I mean, shoot. Connor Hellebuck only had to make 24 saves. I think... I don't want to say they should have played Brassois tonight. But I think they should have played Brassois tonight. I mean, it's the Ducks and the Kings. Like, it doesn't really matter which order you put the goalies in. Fair enough. They should be able to win with either goal. And Brassois is not bad. He's, he's played well when called on. Um, Neil Pionk, Nikolai Ehlers, Kyle Connor with the goals. Um, Pionk with a power play goal set up by Blake Wheeler and Patrick Laine to get things going. Uh, Ehlers' goal was set up by Wheeler and Morrissey. And Kyle Connor's goal was set up by Shifley and Laine. That line of Connor, Shifley, and Laine really clicking um, at this point in the season. It seems like every game... Two of those guys have at least a point because they set the other one up for something. Um, yeah, that's just kind of the way it's going to have to be with this Jets team, especially with all the injuries that they have right now. It, you know, speaking of injuries, Kulikov went down in this game with an injury, so 
Um, yeah, and then Sammy Nikus hurt. Yeah, in the Sammy. NHL. So, what, yeah, tough. Who we, I don't. Yeah. What I, is? I don't know. Yeah, it, it's going to get real interesting uh, real fast. I don't even have words to describe the confusion that I'm I'm feeling right now, just to try to figure out who's going to actually play defense for this team. I'm just trying to think of anyone who's playing anywhere on this team. <laughs> just like, uh, can we? I know seven defensemen is a thing. Is five defensemen a thing? Can we yeah, do I that? Mean, the Penguins did that once, but that was just because of their own inadequacy. Incompetence, that's the word I'm looking for. Incompetence, yeah. Well, it could also be, it could be organizational inadequacy. Well, no, it was just like the Penguins, like, you know how after the trade deadline you only have like three call-ups after that? Oh. They screwed up that and had some injuries, and next thing you know, they're stuck with five defensemen for like the second half of the mm. season. Good time. So, um, we don't know if Kulikov is going to be out for any extended period of time. He might be back for tomorrow's game. Yeah. He might be back for Tuesday's game. Yeah, and... We know nothing at this point. But that just means we're going to get more of Carl Dahlstrom, so... Ugh. Yeah, this blue line is like a who, who, who... Like, you get to the point where you're like, okay, you're making guys up at this point. And it's the same thing with, the, like, the fourth line at this point. Right? Like, there's a guy named Yona Luoto on this fourth line. That's not yeah. a, a name randomly generated in Chell. That is a real person. Is, um... Come is on. Ball you still hurt? Uh, yeah, I think so. Of course he is. Uh, I, I love to give, you know, like, 40 minutes a night uh, to, like, Kulikov, Morrissey, and Poole. And this is... Well, Kulikov can't. Yeah. All right, yeah. So, you know, it, basically it, you're going to ride Morrissey... Pionk. Pionk and Pullman? Well, maybe Potato, because Potato's grittier than Pullman is. So he's going to get more minutes. Yeah, but, I mean, Pullman's played more than Potato, so... Mm. Is Pullman really the veteran presence on this blue line? Not really. He's, this is, I mean, he's not really even a veteran. This is his first full-time season, I Is think. it really? I think so. Oh, so then Morrissey's the veteran presence, which makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. Well, Kulikov is supposed to be... I mean, Potato's also a veteran presence. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's going to be a giant He's... mess to, to sort with. I do not envy Paul <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say those exact words. Um, he's probably calling uh, he's calling uh, Chevy right now and be like, yeah, can you do something about this? <laughs> Please don't make me play Anthony Potato for 20 minutes a night. We're going to need, like... Six goals to beat the Stars on Tuesday. If if Kulikov is out for any extended period of time, if Bolu is out for any extended period of time, we're gonna need six goals to win games. It's gonna it's it's gonna be ugly. <laughs> you thought the Jets and we can, we absolutely cannot take any penalties. <laughs> you thought the Jets were winning ugly or ugly earlier. Get ready for You're, whatever's gonna happen. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, This yeah. is the thing. Okay, so I know the expected goals this season have not been good. Yeah. The, a lot of the underlying metrics have not been good. Yeah. How much of that is fixed if we have league average defending? 
Like, is um, it, are I mean, the for, should we be concerned about the... I'm trying to figure out is, should we be concerned about this forward group? Are they not doing enough to propel those advanced I mean, metrics? Or is it just or is it just the defense pulling those advanced metrics to down? To me, it's a little bit of both. It's that not only do the defensemen suck, you just have guys like, like Dahlstrom and Spiza and... Um, names are failing me, Potato, who are just complete black holes offensively. To the point where it's like, I don't, like, how can you expect Mark Shifley to do his thing when the guys at the point right. are those guys? Right. And, you know, if you look at the expected goals numbers, it's not just that the defense is bad, the offense is bad too. And, Again, a lot of that is just because some of the defense are just they're just bad, both offensively and defensively, and they're probably even worse offensively than they are defensively. So what you're saying is Neil Piant needs to play 20 minutes a night? <sighs> Not even that. I mean, but again, also part of it just goes back. The other part is the forwards. At some point, yeah, they like Winnipeg is sitting. They are they are dead last in expected goals for per sixty. Dead goals last four per sixty. Mm-hmm. Not expected. No, goals. they're only they're only third to last in uh, expected goals against per sixty. Really? Who's behind them? Uh, the Blackhawks and the Rangers. When you're oh yes, they're actually kind of pretty far behind the, the Blackhawks and the Rangers. Tail. Yeah, Rangers Rangers have less of a blue line than the Jets do somehow. Despite adding uh, Jacob Truba, <laughs> <laughs> who by the way he has been bad in New York. That cannot be yeah. swept under the rug. He's been bad over there. Yeah, I mean, that kind of makes us, you know, feel a little bit better. Yeah. That obviously. said, I think I think you really want Truba on this Jets team. I mean, yeah, I mean, part of it is that I just think that everything in New York right now is just not good. Yeah. How, I mean, it's like, it's how like, soon is too soon to fire David Quinn? I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't really pay attention to the Rangers that much. I just know they're bad. And, uh, I mean, what, I think at one point, like, Brendan Smith was playing forward for them. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. All right. Anything. Um, we can make fun of the Rangers all night, but we're not going to. Because we have other things to do and talk about. So. Yes. Do you have anything else from this Anaheim game? Not really, other than I think that both of these teams suck. My final thought on this Anaheim game is the Jets won 3 nothing, and that's all that matters. There were 38 shots on goal at 5-1-5 in this game. Combined. Combined. Yes. 38. I know. That's, uh, like, that's... Like, it's just kind of gross. That doesn't... Yeah. At, at some point, you're just like, what am I, what am I watching? Yeah, what, what is happening? It's like you do realize that the point of the game is to score goals. You do you that. Take, you need to take shots. <laughs> do more of that, please. And again, this is these are two teams that just bleed shot attempts. Yeah, uh, that is kind of worrying that the the Jets have taken as few shots as they did against the the Ducks, who are not good defensively. Um, but once again, free Gibby. Hashtag free Andre Kasha. Free Gibby, and at some point, we're just going to say free Connor Hellebuck. 
Because it's it's just well, but at least in Winnipeg, he's playing with NHL players. He's playing with NHL forwards, yeah. which is something and, that can be said more. So, yeah, and Josh Morrissey, which is something that can be it can't really be said in Anaheim. No, can it? Well, Getzlaff and Kasha, and Ricard Raquel. Okay, I'll give you I'll give you Raquel and. Uh, and Kasha. <laughs> You're not going to give me gets I mean, okay, I joke, I mean, like, some of these guys obviously are, like, NHL level forwards, but yeah, they're not very good NHL forwards no. at this point, and so, but we'll see with the, with the Jets, but I, I still think that I'm still getting shades of last year's Ducks team mm. that's just, that's just not coached by Randy Carlisle. <laughs> Randy Carlisle ruins everything he touches. <laughs> but we'll see, obviously. I mean, I still think at some point regression is going to happen. But who knows? I mean, plenty of teams have had horrible metrics, right? Not this bad. And have ridden a hot goaltender all the way to the playoffs. The 2013-14 Colorado Avalanche, who won the Central Division, would like to say hi. Yeah, right. Um, so... I guess it's time to move on to the Dallas Stars. We, yeah. We we'll arrive in Winnipeg in, on Tuesday. Yeah, I feel like we've seen a lot of the Stars already. Is this, this is, what, their third matchup this year? Um, maybe. Because every time they play the Stars, I have to think about Joe Pavelski. Oh, yeah. But, you know, the Stars have been, the stars have been really good lately. They shook off an early... Uh, Falter out of the gate. Uh, Falter doesn't even begin to describe. It. They fell face first and they got like run over. But they've they've righted the ship. They're eight one and one in their last ten. They sit, I think, in a playoff spot. If I'm doing the math in my head correctly, yes, they are because the Pacific Division is trash this year. <laughs> but they are currently in a playoff spot. Still, you know, still plenty of work to do. But obviously, being in a playoff spot this time of year is nice. Yeah, and they're only one point back of the Jets, so this game really could mean a lot. These, these next two games could really mean a lot. I mean, it is, it is kind of funny looking at the uh, looking at the standings right now. Obviously, the Predators, they have a couple games in hand, so they could change this. But right now, the top four, Blues, Jets, Avalanche, Stars, they're all uh, separated by four points. And after that, it drops to six points. So, you know, if the Jets can just stay in that top four, <laughs> it's probably going to be good enough for a playoff spot because, like I said, the Pacific Division is a mess. Yeah. Um, so the Jets are in a good spot right now. Um, but this Dallas team is going to be difficult. It is, it is these, these next two games are not going to be a piece of cake the way... No offense, but San Jose and Anaheim were. Um, well, you know, San Jose has been pretty darn good in the month of November. Okay, in that game, they were not. Yes. Largely because of goaltending, but still. Um, they're going to need to bring a little bit more to bring down the uh, the hockey machine that is Rupe Hintz. Hey, man, don't. He's got 10 goals on the year. He only has two assists, which is hilarious. But No, he's had a good season. And it's just not something that I expected. I didn't expect tier, 
Spectus English is hard. Did not expect to sit here and say Rupe Hints is the man we need to look out for on this Dallas team. Well, I mean he had a good postseason. So Rupe Hints. Heinz? Hints. Hints. I've heard hints. Um Daily Faceoff has him playing with Radulov and Joe Pavelski. That is an interesting line for a lot of reasons. Yeah. That's what? Uh hints with uh, the retirement home there. <laughs> Joe Pavelski's still in his prime. Is he, though? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Pavelski, Pavelski and Radulov have been better lately, so maybe I shouldn't make fun of him, but no. it's still kind of the over-the-hill gang there. I think that's going to be a dangerous line. But then they've uh, this is what puzzled me. They've got Justin Dowling as a first-line center. I've never heard of this guy before in my life. He's They've got him playing with Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. I think they. I think that's just. Uh, that might be wrong. I think Sagan's probably the center on that. You think Sagan is the center? Yeah. Sagan's definitely the center on that line. Um. Okay. Then who else is on that line? Where's? It could be Dowling, Sagan, and um, who's Owen Ben? Ben. Yeah, it could be that, and they just screwed up. Who's they the just, center? Mm-hmm. So what are you looking for in this game? I'm looking for <laughs> Connor Hellebuck. That's that's the easy <laughs> answer. I'm looking for Connor Hellebuck. How many how many saves is Connor Hellebuck gonna make? I am kind of looking for the opposite thing. I'm kind of looking for goal scoring. I'm looking to see if this team can score against a team that is not the San Jose Sharks or the Anaheim Ducks, or at least against a goalie that's not Aaron Dell. Um, and. The Jets are going to have their work cut out for them because the Stars have a decent offense by expected goals, and they are fifth in expected goals against per 60. So that Jets team that just kind of sucks at both of those things, uh, have fun. Here's a, I know you like to talk about 5-on-5 five five and how that's the most important thing. I do want to ask the power play numbers for the Dallas Stars, though. Because I think that could come in handy um, against this Jets team that has been struggling on the penalty kill. Or, lately, has been succeeding on the penalty kill. Yeah, I haven't been great on the on the power play. They sit 25th in the league. Okay. Yeah, and on the penalty kill, their penalty kill is pretty decent, though. Well, I'm not too concerned. I think the Jets' power play isn't as much of a red flag. It's not, you know, the, the way the power penalty kill has been. I will say that um, last year the Stars were a very boring team. Yes. In that they didn't really generate a lot of quality, but they also just gave the other team like absolutely nothing. Yes. And they're kind of the same thing this year, but just a little better, which means they're actually like watchable this year. Has do you think Jamie Benn has found his stride this season? Because it seemed like he was one of the guys that really struggled early on, and then he had that one goal against the Jets the last time. Yeah, he I just. Showed up. I don't know, he's a power forward that's kind of at the end of his prime, past his prime. Mm. I'm not I'm not a big Jamie Benn believer. I'm a believer. Except I'm not. And then I saw his shot. Nah, yeah. nah, nah, nah. Exactly. I'm a believer. Um, and of course we get to watch the, uh, the enigma that is Corey Perry. You can call him an enigma. You can call him a past. You can call him a lot of things. 
Are you disagreeing with my uh, description of Enigma? I think at this point he's just kind of a guy. He's right? just a guy? He's really just kind of a guy. A guy with a, a past? Is uh, is Corey Perry their grid per 60 guy, though? I want to say yes. I can't think of anybody who would have more. Oh, no. They got... Uh, I would say if Polak played more, Roman Polak would be my vote. Ooh. 100%. What about Alexiak? Kind of. I mean, he has played 26 games. He's super tall. <laughs> I mean, the guy's like 6'6". Daily Bezov has him playing with Miro Heiskinen. Yeah, I mean, Alexiak isn't good. But he is tall. And I guess he might hit people. I don't know. That would be a decent option, I guess. I guess we'll go with him. Hey, I won again. <laughs> I'm on a roll with this. But uh, I still believe that if Roman Pollock actually still played for the Stars more, that he would be the the guy. Okay, fair enough. Predictions? We'll go halfsies. Um, three one stars. I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm gonna, not very optimistic in this one. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna double down on the downness that we have on this game, and we'll go with uh, we'll go with four two stars. Any other closing thoughts? See, that was my that was my gut reaction was four two stars. But then I changed that because I feel like I feel like four two is just my natural. Well, it's also just line. a good number for this for this team. I feel. Yeah. Closing thoughts. Do you have play any? Ellers more? Yeah, Nikolai Ellers, good hockey good player. Good hockey player. Yeah. Hot take. I know Hot I take. say that every I know I say that every episode, but it seems like every week I'm watching the game like, oh that that was an interesting hockey move. Oh, that was Nikolai Ellers. Well, go figure. Hot take. Connor Hellebuck, good at hockey. Yes. I like where we're ending on this podcast. Yeah. Positive notes. We're just a Connor Hellebuck podcast, really. Connor Hellebuck, Nikolai Ellers, Andrew Kopp, sometimes Kyle Connor. And That's our podcast. With, really. a, with like a side of uh, Mark Shifley. Yes. And an occasional Patrick Fine one-timer. Yes. And a, a glaze of where is Hanola. <laughs> that, that, that is... Uh, that is the horse you keep beating on me. It is. It is. I mean, listen. It, it does make me frustrate. It does, it just frustrate me. And then you just drown it in stat sauce, and that's that's the podcast. Yeah. All right. Uh, with that being said, uh, thank you everyone for listening to another episode of the Grip of Sixty Podcast. For Thirty minutes. Sorry. Thank you everyone for listening to another episode <laughs> of the Grip for Sixty Podcast. Feel free to check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Grip for Sixty Pod. Uh, feel free to check out the Hockey Podcast Network's page because the podcast will come out there first. Um, and I will eventually update the Spotify page. Just I don't have the time to do that. Uh, but that being said, thanks everyone for no. listening and have a good one. You've been too busy watching college volleyball. Yes, but I sort of only get only technically get paid to do that. But anyway, yeah. thank you everyone for listening and have a good one. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.